Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Two men reporting for duty for the Lord Jesus Christ and in the service of the Queen Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is December. We're passing through the liturgical season of Advent and into that of Christmas. Advent represents a time of preparation for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You'll find that the liturgical colors uh, right now in the season are representative of of repentance and humility. The colors are violet, except on the third Sunday of Advent, traditionally known as Gadate Sunday, where the color rose represents the joy of approaching the Christmas season. This month, we also celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th. Uh, she's the patroness uh, of the she's a she's a patron saint of the of the United States, which is also a holy day of obligation, by the way. Then we have the feast days of Our Lady Guadalupe as well. Uh, the Christmas season begins with the Vigil Mass of Christmas, and that liturgical color is white. And thanks be to God, to Jesus Christ, who's given us this beautiful season. Paul, are you ready? To, are you ready to rock, ready my to friend? Go. Rock and roll, yes. Yeah. Hey, the first thing I want to talk about is a former Pfizer Vice President Michael Yeadon. He's actually admitted that uh, the whole goal of Pfizer was a depopulation agenda in the minds of people behind COVID, the COVID tyranny. So Dr. Michael Yeadon has called upon his international audience to fight totalitarian tyranny and the depopulation agenda. Again, he's a former Pfizer vice president, and he's a co-founder of Doctors for COVID-19 Ethics. He's a good man, a man of goodwill. During the World Council for Health's 66th Assembly on Monday, November 21st, Dr. Yeadon declared that the totalitarian tyranny and most likely depopulation is in the minds of the evil bunch of people who are running the scam called COVID-19 pandemic. What we're being told is definitely not true, Dr. Eden said, and the question of any nuance is really how badly they're lying to us. Mm. The British ex-Pfizer executive suggested persuading others that something awful is happening. As the first step to fighting this totalitarian regime, Dr. Eden says, I can only reach the people who are on this call. Let's say you've got 10 people in your network. They're not on this call. I will never reach them. They'll never hear of me. The mainstream media will never tell them the truth. It is you people on this court. Only you can reach that last mile. So persuade others. Keep your knowledge up to date. Know some of the lies, the British scientist continued, because I think one of the most powerful things I've said accidentally was, what is the right number of times for your public health officials and governments to lie to you about something that could cost your life? Now the answer is zero. Zero. Absolutely. <clears throat> and Dr. You know, Eden, you know, his, yeah, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, Jess. Um, uh, this is, uh, once again, uh, you got a guy who is from the establishment, from yes. the inside. Uh, yes. we, we can call him a whistleblower in a sense. He is basically, uh, he has uh, basically acknowledged everything that we've been talking about over the last couple of years on this program. Not only has he acknowledged it, but he is basically soliciting everybody to fight in this cause, understanding that there is a move 
and we we know about it. You know, we know about uh, the cancel culture. We know about social media and how they, you know, completely uh, remove personalities when they're saying the wrong things. They are trying to control the narrative, and mm -hmm. it's up to uh, it's up to us at this point to do it the old school way, which is good old fashioned human communication. Uh, start with your family and work your way out. That's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. You want to pick it up right there, Paul, where he's at? Yeah, yeah. So persuade others. Keep your knowledge up to date. Know some of the lies. Uh, okay, we did that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yaden's second step to fighting tyranny is to refuse mandatory digital ID. He stressed that if enough of us simply refuse, cross our arms, and say we're not doing that, then they will not be able to succeed but they will make things inconvenient and that's the truth mm -hmm. they will make things inconvenient yeah. yeah so refuse mandatory digital id even if it inconveniences you he urged if you are told for example we're short and eggs and we need to introduce a rationing system that could access only that you could access only with the digital id i strongly suggest you reject it and don't have meat or eggs, Yaden mm. said, stated. Yeah, uh, I promise you, if you let that happen, it will be meat and eggs today and all food tomorrow and everything next year. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. uh, the third step, according to Yaden, is to refuse genetic vaccines. What I am doing is unequivocally condemning the COVID-19 genetic vaccines, Yaden wow. stated. Now, remember, just this is a Pfizer executive coming out, uh, and he's basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, going to be looked upon in his community. Uh, his reputation is going to be gone. Uh, he's going to be looked at as a Judas-type individual. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, it, it, you know, in, in our circle, he's a hero. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I'm now not trusting of any product from the industry that has recently been approved. And that's because I'm afraid the medicines, regulators everywhere are corrupt. Just if he's saying that on the inside, wow. uh, what does that what, yeah, what does that make you think? <laughs> we, well, we've been right all along. We've been saying this for yes. two and a half years. Yep. And, and now we have an inside whistleblower that's saying everything that we've been thinking out loud, Paul. Yes, yes. Go ahead and pick it up, Jess. Yaden's fourth step is to refuse central bank digital currencies. He explained the difference between using a credit card or debit card and a CBDC to show why they are so dangerous. When you pray, pray for something using a debit or a credit card, the merchant's computer only asks, is this cardholder good for the money? They don't send all the inventory of what you're buying for, for a central computer and ask for authorization. They simply ask, have you got $90 or $100 for the transaction? With digital currencies, however, they are checking. Has, has Jess or Paul already had three sausages this week? Uh, are, they too far from the, are they too far from their home? Have, have they had bad things? Have they said bad things about the government? <laughs> and it can be done in real time, which is why 5G and its bandwidth and speed is required. Dr. Eden's fifth step is to fight the removal of cash. Dr. Yeadon urged listeners to make every transaction you possibly can with cash, even if you sacrifice making 1% cash back on your card, which is a bribe to keep you hooked into that system. 
Furthermore, the British scientists said that for the that for the elites, it's not only about money and control, but they also have an interest in redu- here it is. Here's the big one: reducing mm-hmm. the size of the human population. This is what mm. everything goes back to with yes. all these culture of death woke uh, secular humanist. Yeah, he says, yeah. This is what everything goes back to: the reduction of the human race. Kill, kill, steal, destroy. Right, and, and why is that? Well, let me just they strip hate it all away. Yeah, because man was created in Imago Day. That's why. In the image of God, God created him. And so this is clearly a satanic assault, yes? Absolutely. Furthermore, the British scientist said that for the elites, uh, yeah, no, I, he said, Dr. Eden says, I think to these very old foundations in which rich families have worked with, you know, people who have got a vision that, that is to take the world in this direction of totalitarianism, transhumanism, and depopulation. And gradually, Dr. Eden said, over a long period of time, probably through the World, World Economic Forum and a, and a few other four-letter acronyms, they have basically planted people, supportive people, planted them in positions in large corporations, in governments, in academia, and in media. By the way, I believe Biden's one of the plants for this, this whole globalist movement. He was, he's, one, he's the guy that they picked. Mm-hmm. When asked about the potential effects of COVID-19 injection on fertility, Dr. Eden said that not all the vaccine doses contain exactly the same contents, which would explain why there's a huge range of adverse events. Paul, you want to wrap it up? Stop. Yeah, right there, Jess. Yeah. That, to me, is one of the most important lines in this article. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's telling you that all the doses were not equally, they're not equal doses, okay? And so when we see, when we listen to like insurance companies and their in their actuaries that, that state that the, the death toll has gone up uh, 15 to 20%, we need to pay attention to that, you know? They're not going to just kill off the whole planet all at one time. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, problems That'd with infertility. And uh, yeah, you, do you remember when um, I remember because my daughter was pregnant, but during the, the pandemic, you know, at first it was like, oh, no, we're not, you know, we're not going to give this experimental vaccine to any pregnant woman. And if you were pregnant, they were on you to get it. I mean, every time you went, uh, also my niece and my daughter, they were both being harassed to get this vaccine. But Jess, wow. do you know about the increased number of stillborn babies that have resulted after taking this vaccine? You know, these people are truly evil. They are, you know, they they are in lockstep with the with the plan of Satan. Absolutely. And the future, yeah, and the future antichrist. You you got it. That, that's exactly, uh, you nailed it in one sentence, Paul. Yeah. The article says, uh, Dr. Eden says, I think that there would have, been, have to be a risk. I can't quantify it exactly, but it's definitely a risk you would want to take. You wouldn't want to take. Yeah. That you would, either lose, you would either lose a child prematurely or you would not get pregnant at all. That's the choice that they're giving young people, Paul. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yaden said that he now thinks that it's possible the COVID injections are part of a population reduction. You think? Yes. <laughs> I be, uh, we've been saying that for two and a half years. This is part yeah. of the uh, system of the Antichrist. And I'm glad that this is a man of goodwill has the guts to put it out there. This British scientist. Yep. Hey, we'll continue. We'll be, we'll be right back. We're also going to talk about Archbishop Vigano. He's got a lot to say about the New World Order. Stick around. Now. 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. We're talking about uh, this brave British scientist, Dr. Yeadon, who's exp- this guy worked for Pfizer. He was a vice president of Pfizer. And he's saying things that me, Paul, Terry Barber, and others have been saying for two and a half, three years about the plan of the globalists has always been to depopulate planet Earth. And they'll use anything they can. The removal of cash from society, uh, you know, uh, a central bank digital currency, uh, genetic vaccines, um, uh, mandatory digital IDs. These people are just control freaks. This is part of the system of the Antichrist. And yes. it's not in the future. Yes. It's here. Yep. Let yep. me wrap it up in the before. Then we'll jump onto the next article. Uh, uh, Paul, D- Dr. Yeadon, uh, this uh, British scientist, he said that the COVID nineteen pandemic was planned long before it happened. A money line right there. It's so much. No, he's truth. an insider. Yeah, he says, and I've got absolute evidence you can find online for at least twenty five years of planning pandemic control measures. For viral pandemics, Yeadon stated, adding that these things do do run into climate change and alleged overpopulation. Uh, again, once again, it's 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 the it's the disease of liberalism. It's the sick disease of liberalism that uh, cares more about the pollution coming out of your exhaust uh, yes. than the, than the pollution of the soul. Sin. Well, they Jeff- care less about sin, but they do yeah. care about. Uh, you know, yes. uh, the green yeah. environment, the planet, yes. the oceans, uh, yeah. those made uh, in the image and likeness of God, they can care less. We're expensive. Like one, of, like one of my friends always put it, Jess, they're more interested in saving the whale rather than the male. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, you think about it. Good line, this good has line. Been, yeah, this has been planned, 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 and you can, you know, the evidence is there for anybody that wants to look, but if you point out the evidence, you see really quick that they will, um, they will basically the put you in the, conspira- yes. the conspiratorial Correct. theory Correct. Um, closet, and, uh, you know, they will basically cancel you from anything and everything, and if you have a, a job where your reputation is uh, important, well, they'll, they'll strip that away from you, and that's Absolutely. another one of their tactics. Paul, I'll tell you, one of the greatest voices in the Catholic Church today is Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. And he's been talking about this now for years. He speaks prophetic, just like, he speaks, he speaks like St. Paul the Apostle. Uh, he's, he talks about the COVID pandemic farce, which served as a trial balloon for the New World Order. Archbishop Vigano says, there can be no neutral, neutrality, because when there's a clash between two armies... Those who choose not to fight are also making a choice that affects the outcome of the battle. He's, he, was, uh, he gave this address to the Medical Doctors for COVID Ethics International. Uh, he says, allow me first of all to thank Dr. Stephen Frost for the invitation he's extended to me to speak to you. Along with Dr. Frost, I also thank all of you for your commitment to fighting the psycho-pandemic. I like that. The psycho-pandemic mm-hmm. propaganda is commendable. Mm-hmm. I am also aware of the difficulties you've had to face in order to remain consistent with your principles. <clears throat> and I hope that the damage you have suffered uh, can, can be adequately repaired by those who have discriminated against you, depriving you of work and salary and labeling you 
as dangerous no vaxxers he goes um yeah yeah. Uh, yeah he says i am pleased to be able to speak and share with you my thoughts about the current global crisis a crisis that we can consider to have begun with the pandemic emergency but that we know but that, but that we now know or that, but but that we know has been planned for decades with very specific purposes by well-known personalities this is the exact thing that dr yaden said Exactly. Yes. So you got somebody from the scientific community, and then you have uh, somebody who is a spiritual uh, a, a giant, voice. He's a spiritual justice yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they come together and they say, "Yes, this is true." <laughs> Again, you hear you got what's called faith and reason in action with when you put these two minds yes. together. He yes. it says stopping at the pandemic alone would in fact be a serious mistake because it would not allow us to consider the events in their full coherence and interconnectedness, thus preventing us from understanding them and above all from identifying the criminal intentions behind them. Wow, look at that. The criminal yes. intentions behind them. Okay? These yes. are some bad people behind all of this. He says, Absolutely. you too, doctors, each with your own expertise in the medical, scientific, legal, or other fields will agree with me that limiting yourselves to your own discipline which in some cases is extremely specific, does not fully explain the rationale for certain choices that have been made by governments, international bodies, and pharmaceutical agencies. Hmm. Mm -hmm. For hmm. example, finding graphene-like <clears throat> material in the blood of people who have been inoculated with experimental serums makes no sense for a virologist, but it does make sense for an expert in nanomaterials and nanotechnology who understands what graphene can be used for. It also makes sense for an expert in medical plants who immediately identifies the content of the invention and relates it to the other similar patents. It also mm. makes sense for an expert in war technologies who knows about studies on the enhanced man a document of the British Ministry of Defense calls him augmented man in transhumanistic terms and is therefore able to recognize in graphene nanostructures the technology that enables the augmentation of the war performance of military personnel. Man, this guy's a genius, Paul, the way he's tying everything all together. And a telemedicine yeah, um, expert, yeah, and a telemedicine expert will be able to recognize in those nanostructures the indispensable device that sends biomedical parameters to the patient control server and also receives certain signals from it. This man is a not only a theological giant; this guy's a prophetic yeah. giant. Well, Jess, you've always said that God always leaves his people a prophet, a yes. voice. And a prophet, by definition, is a, someone who, who, who speaks to man, uh, uh, you know, with a message from God. Okay. Uh, Archbishop Vigano is a prophet par excellence in this sense. He is the voice uh, that all believers should be listening to today yes. because he is a voice that... Uh, has not uh, dissented, has has not strayed away from... He doesn't embrace modernism. Faith. Yes, and embrace modernism, right? Yeah. It's just so many of our prelates are, have yeah. gone that route today. Yeah. But this has happened before, Jess, in the church. This is not the only... No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. we've been here before. Go ahead, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Once again, the assessment of events from a medical point of view 
should take into the legal implications of certain choices, such as the imposition of masks, or even worse, mass vaccination, made in violation of the fundamental rights of citizens. And I am sure that in the field of health governance and uh, governance, the manipulations of the classification codes of diseases and therapies will also emerge, which have been designed to make the harmful effects of measures taken against COVID-19 untraceable. Yeah, they're trying to cover their tracks. Uh, from placing people on respirators in intensive care to watchful waiting protocols, to say nothing of the scandalous violations uh, uh, of regulations by the European Commission, which as you know, has no dele uh, delegation from the European pa uh, Parliament in the field of health. And that is not a public institution, but rather a private business cons consortium. Jess, he's, man, he's got his finger on the pulse. On everything. He's these, yeah, yeah. They have, uh, you know, um, no authority to do the things that they are doing. Their ideas, they're not elected officials. They are a private group. Like you said, they are monsters. Uh, listen, this, this whole green initiative and everything else, Jess, uh, it's uh, it's basically once again, if God, if man, you know, what, during the creation, God created man, and man was created to know God and to love God. Yes, and with, we'll hit it back on the other side of the break. It looks like we're going to be taking a commercial break. Are we good? No, no, not no? yet. We got a few, a few okay. minutes yet. Okay, so Paul, these guys, yeah. these guys are these men are 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 doctor. They're monsters with stethoscopes. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, well, Paul, they, they're not healers. They, they, they're not healers. They're killers. No. Yeah, they're bought They're not healers. For, they're yes. killers. Yeah. They're, and they're bought and paid for. They are working. Uh, you know what, Justin? That's what happens when you lose sight, when you don't, when you don't, listen, if there is no hope for the future, then, then, then the present is basically in disarray. Okay. Right. And this is, and these people have no hope. They have no hope of heaven. Their, their only hope is this life and what they can uh, grab onto for here and That's now. Right. They, you know, you know, they want, they want to live eternally, but they want it on their terms. They don't want to live with God. They want the no. kingdom, but they don't want the king. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's Archbishop Vigano says in the, just in the past few days at the G20 Bali summit, Klaus Schwab instructed heads of government, almost all coming from the Young Global Leaders for Tomorrow program of the World Economic Forum, about the future steps to be taken in view of establishing a world government. That completely plays into the hands of the Antichrist. This is antichristic no right here. Yep. The president, Vigano says, the president's a very, of a very powerful private organization with enormous economic means, exercises undue power over world governments. Yeah, can I say Zuckerbucks and, and, and others? Oh, yeah. Obtaining their obedience from political leaders who have no popular mandate to subject their nations to the delusions of the pow of power of the elite. This fact is of unprecedented gravity. Klaus Schwab said in the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the winners will take it all, so... So if you are a World Economic Forum first mover, you are the winners. These are these these very serious statements have two implications. The first is that the winners will take it all and will be the winners. It is and the losers here. will get nothing. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and they like it. You'll have nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> it is not clear in what capacity, 
and with whose permission. The second is that those who do not adapt to this fourth industrial revolution will find themselves ousted and will lose they will lose everything, including their freedom. You hear that in short, yep. In short, Klaus Schwab is threatening the heads of government of the 20 most industrialized nations in the world to carry out the programmatic points of the Great Reset in their nations. This goes far beyond the pandemic. It's a global coup d'etat against what is essential, that people rise up and that the still healthy organs of states start an international juridical process. The threat is imminent and serious since the World Economic Forum is capable of carrying out its subversive project, and those who govern nations have all become either enslaved or blackmailed by this international mafia. Can I hear uh, Carlo Vigano for Pope? <laughs> you know, you know, Sheesh. if he doesn't this want yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to be public enemy number one. They're going to put a hit out on uh, Archbishop Vigano because he is definitely a voice, a strong voice. Uh, for, for, for righteousness. Yep, we'll continue on Archbishop Vigano, this prophetic statement of his prophetic lecture. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Jesus 911, I thank the Lord for Archbishop Vigano. I thank yes. the Lord for LifeSite News that puts his lecture. Yes. Every single yes. week they Pray put one them. of his lectures. Uh, and so, again, this is the way we as Catholics fight back, by putting back good information. This man is a prophet. I'm just going to... And I'll tell you why. Because everything about a prophet, he, he embodies. Uh, he's hated by his peers. He's hated by the establishment. He puts out the exact... A, a crystal clear truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, he's a man basically in hiding. He's a man on the run. And uh, he's a voice in the wilderness. He stands alone pretty much. I mean, very few people stand with him. Everything about him just reminds me of Ezekiel, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, mm-hmm. Paul the Apostle. Yep. And, uh, he, and he's living right now, Paul, in, in our day and age. That's why you should read him every single week on LifeSite News. He puts out a statement every single week. We continue yes, with what yes. it says. Go ahead, Paul, in light of the... Yeah. In light of these statements and those of others, no less delusional than Yuval Noah Harari, Schwab's advisor, a pra- we understand... A young practicing homosexual, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. 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 Uh, we understand how the pandemic farce served as a trial balloon for imposing controls, coercive measures, curtailing individual... There it is again, an increasing Mm. unemployment and poverty. The next steps will have to be carried out by means of economic and energy crisis, which are instrumental in the establishment of a uh, scenaric government in the hands of the global elite. Hey, Jess, listen to this for a second. You see the step-by-step process. 
Uh, now it's going to be energy. They're going to basically wipe out the energy. They're going to wipe out the food supply. They're going to do all of these things. They're going to control everything. And those people like us who say the things that we say, they're basically going to say, well, try to make a living on your own because you're not going to be able to. Uh, doesn't the scripture say this, Jess, about uh, when the Antichrist is in buying and selling and, and, and him controlling Absolutely. these things? Absolutely. Listen, listen, folks. Yeah. If the sun shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. This is what Jesus Christ brings to the world. He brings freedom. He, you know, and the Antichrist and his slavish system brings slavery and control. And this is exactly what they're trying to do. And you know what? Wake up. Pray. Don't be afraid. There's a lot of people afraid out there today, Jess, but you don't have to be afraid because even one with God is a majority. What can man do to me? Amen. He, Archbishop Vigano says, and dear, here, dear friends, allow me to speak as a bishop, because in this series of events that we are witnessing and will continue to witness, your commitment could risk being thwarted or limited by the fact of not being able to see it's essentially uh, spirit. It's essential spiritual nature. So Archbishop Vigano, Paul, he knows that this is spiritual warfare at its height, at its finest. Yep. He says, yep. "I know that the two centuries of Enlightenment thought, revolutions, atheistic materialism, and anti-clerical liberalism have accustomed us. Have accustomed us. He's talking about the French Revolution two hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Have accustomed mm-hmm. us to thinking of faith as a personal matter, and that there's not an objective truth." To which we almost conform, but this is the fruit of a propadudict, a propadudict indoctrination, one that happened long before what is happening today. And it would be foolish to believe that the anti-Christian ideology that drove the secret sects and Masonic groups of the 18th centuries had nothing to do with the anti-Christian ideology that today drives people like Klaus Schwab, George Soros. And Bill Gates, the and driving Nancy pr- Pelosi, yeah, and, and and many others, yeah. The driving principles are the same: rebellion against God, hatred for the church and humanity, and destructive fury aimed against creation, especially against man. Because, as Paul, you said in the beginning of the show, because <laughs> yeah. we are the only ones made in the image and likeness of God. Animals are not made in God's image and likeness. Plants, minerals, they're not made in God's image and life. Fish, only the human person is, and this is what they hate. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just uh, some say that when Satan got wind that God was going to give man this incredible dignity that was going to be made in the image and the likeness of God, that was the straw that broke his back that sent him into rebellion. Yeah, that's the theology of the fathers of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, if you start from this evidence, you will understand that it is not possible to pretend that what is happening before our eyes is solely the result of profit-seeking or a desire for power. <laughs> so much more. Uh, yeah. Certainly, the economic part cannot be disregarded, considering how many people have collaborated with the World Economic Forum, and yet... Beyond profit, there are unstated purposes that stem from a theological vision, one that is turned upside down. It's true, but still theological. A vision that sees two opposing sides, the side of Christ and the side of Antichrist. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> there can be no neutrality because when there is a clash between two armies, those who choose not to fight are also making a choice that affects the outcome of the battle. Say that again, preach it from the, from the mountaintops. On the other hand, how is it possible to recognize in your noble and high professions the admirable order that the creator has placed in nature? From the constellations of the stars to the particles of the atom, and then deny that that man is also part of this order with a moral sense, his laws, his culture, and his discovery. How can man, who is God's creature, presume to be subject himself to eternal and perfect laws? Our, Our battle is... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Pick it up, Jess. Go ahead, Jess. Our battle is not against creatures of made of flesh and blood, but against mm. the principalities and powers, against the yes, rulers of this world of darkness, indeed. against the spirits of evil that dwell in the heavenly places, in other, in other yes. words, against demons. On the yes. one hand, there's a city of God, the one St. Augustine writes about, and on the other hand, there's a city of the devil. We can say, we can say that in this era, the city of the devil is clearly identifiable in neo-Malthusian globalism, the New World Order, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the European Union, well, the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, and those so-called philanthropic foundations that follow an ideology of death, disease, destruction, and tyranny. And also yep. in those forces that have infiltrated the institutions, which we call the deep state and church. What a powerful line right there. I mean, oh, just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is the this is the modern day uh, Tower of Babel. OK. In other words, man gathers together. Uh, you know, God, when he thwarted the, the, the original Tower of, of Babel, he pushed it back. Because he knew that when man would come together like this, the evil that would ensue. Okay. And so right now, uh, it's, uh, you know, like Scott Hahn, he likes to mention, Dr. Hahn, he likes to say that, hey, you know, the things that happen, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Yeah. So you have this uh, future, even larger idea. And that's where we're at right now. Okay, we're, we're, we're basically the Tower of Babel revisited in the end times. Yeah, and, and notice the way he named all the enemies of God. He named them. And these guys are yep. big players. Again, yep. the New World Order, the United Nations, the World Economic yep. Forum, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Pick it up on the next paragraph, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. On the other front, we must recognize that the city of God is more difficult to identify. Even the religious authorities appear to have betrayed their role of giving guidance to the faithful, preferring to serve power and, and propagate their lives. The very people who ought to be protecting and sanctifying souls are scattering and scandalizing them. Yes, yes, they are hirelings. I'm telling you, they are, you know, that's what a hireling does, right? He's not a shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep, but these people prove themselves to be hirelings. And I'll, I'll say that, yes, yeah, scandalizing them, calling yeah. good Christians rigid fundamentalists. As you can see, the attack on several fronts and thus is a mortal threat for humanity, striking at both the body and the soul. Amen, amen, Bishop, uh, Archbishop Vigano. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, and yet precisely at a time when it is difficult to find authoritative points of reference, both the religious sphere 
as well as the temporal one, we see an increasing number of those who are understanding, opening their eyes, and recognizing the criminal mind behind the evolution of events. It is now clear that everything is linked together without having to dismiss those who say so as conspiracy theorists. Hmm. The conspiracy is already there. Amen. There's no theory here. It's, uh, they are, they, hey, why do the nations conspire? Isn't that what it says in sacred scripture? Yes. You know? yeah, yes. Yeah. That, they conspire just against the Lord and against his anointed. Right? Amen. Uh, the, the conspiracy is already there. We are not inventing it. We are simply denouncing it, hoping that people will wake up from this suicidal narcissist, uh, 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 nar uh, narcosis, sorry, and demand that someone put an end to the global coup. The operations of social engineering and mass manipulation have demonstrated beyond any doubt that this crime was premeditated and how it is consistent with a spiritual vision of the conflict that is now unfolding. It is necessary to take sides and fight without giving in. The truth, which is an, uh, which is an attribute of God, can not be canceled by error, and life cannot be defeated by death. Remember, the Lord who has himself, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, has already defeated Satan. What remains of the battle serves only to give us the opportunity to make the right choice, to choose to do those actions which place us under the banner of Christ and on the side of good. Amen. Amen. I, there's again, so I much, say there's amen. so much there. There is so much. I love my yeah. man Bishop. You know, yeah. it's Bishop he, I, I love this guy, Jess. I yeah. love him. We'll wrap it up with uh, his last paragraph. But uh, again, if, if you want to stay encouraged, read Archbishop Vigano's, his lectures. Every week they come out on LifeSite News. And you'll yep. stay encouraged and you'll stay focused on the mission. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Arise, O sleeper, and Christ will give you light. He'll be our light. You know, as Catholics, we're not woke. We are awake. And what do I mean by that? Yes, yes. We're awake to the risen Christ. We're awake to the glory of the gospel. We're, great. we're awake to the promises of the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. Let me say Amen. that one more time. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. And it doesn't matter what happens in this lifetime. This is just a momentary affliction compared with, with the glory that God wants to give us in the afterlife in heaven for those of us that believe. So church, just man up, church up. You got to pray up and you got to stand up for Jesus with your lives, with your lips and with your love. We're on the winning team. We're just engaged in mop-up operations. They're kind of dirty. They're kind of messy. But the war's already been won. We're just Amen. fighting our own little battles here and there. That's Arch exactly right. Archbishop Vigano ends by saying this. I trust that this great work you're undertaking, to talking to those doctors, this, this conference of doctors, will soon bear fruit, its expected fruits, putting an end to a time of trial in which we see how the world will, be, will become... 
If we do not turn to Christ, notice that if, 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 prophets always use that word, if, if, if. He says, if we continue to think that we can uh, coexist with evil, lying, and self-worship, after all, the city of God is the the model of those who live in God's love, self-control, and contempt for the world. The city of the devil is the model of those who live in self-giving, conforming to the world, and despising God. I thank and bless you all, uh, our modern-day prophet, Carlo Maria Vigano, Archbishop. Uh, all I can say is, uh, may his tribe increase. Uh, Amen. May his, may his apostolic zeal increase and fall upon many other bishops as well. Yes, Paul, yes. let's move on to another kind of a New Age topic. It's called, Why Centering Prayer is Not Christian Prayer. You have modernists in the Catholic Church that have tried to you know, borrow kind of an Eastern form of Buddhist and Confucius form of praying called centering mm-hmm. prayer. And uh, and so we want to once again give the Catholic response about centering prayer. It's not Christian prayer. Mm-hmm. When you look at the teaching of the saints on prayer, constantly promoted by the church, prayer is a sure way towards intimacy with God. But, uh, but, but the National Catholic Register reports... Uh, that there was some recent criticism over an article that says why centering prayer falls short of true intimacy with Christ. And the Catholic Register uh, invited, uh, they responded to the most important common objections from some of the readers. And by the way, a lot of this comes from this modernist priest. He's a Trappist priest, his name's Father Thomas Keating. He's the promoter of centering prayer, which comes from his book, Open Heart, Open Mind. He's already been corrected by his superiors, but he doesn't care. He keeps promoting this this half-Christian, half-Buddhist way of praying. And uh, we're going to show his errors right now. Point number Mm -hmm. one, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah. Many people objected. One method works for you. Another works for me. St. Teresa of Avila, a doctor of the church, however, did not teach one method of prayer nor did I promote only one method. Meditation in the Christian tradition is not a method of prayer. It is a category containing many methods. The rosary, uh, prayer for reading of scripture, uh, Ignatian prayer, gazing at an icon and imaging a scene from Christ's life are all types of Christian meditation. Some are complex, some are simple, Each starts with a concept or an image. All draw the heart to focus on God. Christian meditation holds a vital role in spiritual development. The catechism and countless church documents recommend it. Centering prayer is not Christian meditation. Centering prayer reduces thoughts and feelings. It is categorically different and does not correspond to any of the categories of prayer recognized by the church. This is easily discerned through a view of part four of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Number two, centering prayer is not about making the mind blank. Again, this is where this, this, this modernist priest, Father Thomas Keating, he borrowed this from, from Eastern Buddhist monks and Confucius monks. Mm-hmm. Some countered my assertion that centering prayer involves ignoring thoughts and feelings. Father Keating says... It is unrealistic to expect to have no thoughts, yet he still insists that the goal is a state of no thinking. That's what Father Keating, the modernist, teaches. He also says, quote, 
The method consists in letting go of every kind of thought during prayer, even the most devout thoughts. Close quote. The point the great spiritual writers make is that until God gives us infused contemplation, which is a very high form of prayer, by the way, it's a divine gift that we can't acquire on our own. True Christian prayer uses thoughts and feelings to draw near to God. Centering prayer sees all thoughts and feelings as the enemy. It rejects the use of the memory, intellect, and will in prayer, which are the God-given faculties that make us human. Again, so again, mm-hmm. the, the error of Father Keating here is uh, his, his method of centering prayer. He teaches that we're called to enter into a state of not of non-thinking. No, the Christian, uh, yeah. we're, we're always. If if you're emptying your mind, guess what? Uh, you're going to be open to diabolical attacks because we want to fill our minds with the mind of Christ. That's what St. Paul says in the New Testament. Put on the mind of Christ, not put on none thinking. St. Paul says, renew your mind. Do not be yes. conformed to the spirit of this world, but, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He says, yes. take all thoughts captive to Christ. Yes. So this, this Catholic priest has, has basically failed Christology 101. Oh. When, 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 he, when you say that you enter prayer and you're supposed to just empty your mind and, and, and have nothing in your mind, that's absolutely not Catholic. Yeah, and like I think it was Pius X yes, who said, you know, modernism is the mother of all heresies, okay? And so when we're, when we're uh, admonished in Second Corinthians, uh, uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14, uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray you see this man is trying to destroy prayer jess he is trying see if you can basically make prayer ineffective by destroying actually or redefining what prayer is yes uh, there yes. there again it's just another attack we are and not he, he's got a big following to the, to, yeah yeah he's got a big following of, of modernists of, of course because the world is full of modernists but uh, just like we pointed out earlier jess this is this is just the mop-up work. God has given us an opportunity yeah. to show our, demonstrate our love, to join in the battle, to sh- you know, to demonstrate our allegiance and loyalty to Jesus, our Lord and King. And this is a good time to be alive on planet Earth. I'm excited. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm excited because I I want to fight this battle. Why? Because God has given us everything we need. He's equipped us with everything we need. We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so this other error for this, this you could read the article. It's uh, We're not going to finish it. But Father Keating, uh, he says that centering prayers like Lexio Divina or the divine reading or acquired recollection, uh, which it's not. Again, it's just, a, and, and, and uh, this author does a good job of showing his errors here. Uh he says, Lexio Divina is sometimes taught alongside centering prayer, but the two are almost opposite in method. In Lexio Divina, divine reading, one reads and reflects on Scripture, which that's a form of Catholic prayer, by the way, reading and reflecting on Scripture. It's called Lexio Divina. Then responds to God about it. One of the elements of our response is called contemplatio or contemplation. Sometimes centering prayer advocates, advocates equate centering prayer with this contemplatio or contemplation. 
However, even the frequently asked questions page of the Father Keating's organization, Contemplative Outreach, admits the rest of Lexia Divina is a different method than that of centering prayer. So they admit it, <laughs> and that it's not it's, it's not mm-hmm. a Catholic style of prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. Lexia Divina is a an ancient form of Catholic prayer. Lexia Divina is loaded with content with respect to orienting our minds and hearts to God, but centering prayer is essentially devoid of content. And again, if you if you just devoid yourself of anything in your mind, you open yourself to the diabolical, or you open yourself to your own perverted thoughts. Mm-hmm. Acquired recollection is a very simplified meditation that involves short reflections interspersed with silence. A person at this stage of prayer may repeat a word now and then to sustain the silence. However, this is not like the sacred word of centering prayer. The word of acquired recollection refocuses a wandering mind and heart on God. It moves the heart to express its love in silence. The word is a tender prayer. The sacred word of centering prayer on the other hand hand, is a tool for reaching an altered state of mental conscience. That's uh, Mm. Thomas Keating. Although Father Keating encourages practitioners to use the Christian word, any word will work. Father Keating also says that the less the word means to you, the better. The sacred word is therefore not a prayer as understood in the Christian tradition. This man has just taken New Age <coughs> and Eastern prayer, and he's tried to, uh, he's tried to uh, attach it to the Catholic faith. That's called syncretism. You can't do that. It says, yeah. we should also note that in contrary to some objections, centering prayer is offered as a method to all seekers, even complete, even complete beginners. In contrast... Catholic tradition sees acquired recollection as prayer of someone practice uh, in virtue, uh, in prayer and virtue. Dominican yeah. Father Jordan Almond writes about the acquired recollection. He says, we must take great care not to try to hasten the entrance into this type of prayer. So long as we're able to meditate and to practice effective prayer, we should continue with those types of prayer. And this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Father Omen is a spiritual giant in the world of, mm-hmm. in, the, in the world of mystical theology and prayer. Yeah. Yeah, wrap it up, Jess. We've got a couple of minutes. Yeah, so in a nutshell, it says here, Centering prayer advocates usually object that these church documents, especially the second, were not authoritative. But anyone who reads these documents with a mind focused on seeking the truth should come away seriously concerned about the orthodoxy of centering prayer. The church has clearly begun a process of criticizing methods like centering prayer. Meanwhile, the teachings of the saints on prayer constantly promoted by the church remains a true, a sure way towards intimacy with God and is available to all. In a nutshell, the three forms of prayer that are mentioned in the catechism, the three basic forms of prayer are called number one, vocal prayer or spontaneous prayer. Number two, second step, meditative prayer. Number three, contemplative prayer. Centering prayer is not part of the equation. Hey, that's a wrap. The words of St. Father Pio, pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear our prayer. Remember, church, we're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. Paul? Amen. 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 That's all I got to say to that. (laughs) Christ conquers. Christ reigns. Christ commands. In Latin, Christos vinci, Christos reina, Christos impera. Hey, we'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. Up next, Gary Machuda, Hands on Apologetics. Pray your rosaries every day. Remember, we serve a 12-star general. God bless you. Keep the faith.